Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. In case you didn't know, we had six total pennies two days ago on Tuesday, but that joy was definitely short-lived. We're down to four pennies again. How's it going, Timmy? Pretty good. Sad Albie he can't be here, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, today's going to be kind of throwback of sorts. It's Thursday, so that means it's pocket change Thursday, but it has been at least a couple weeks since we've done one. So uh, you ready to go? I am all set. Okay, well today's topic is very pertinent to one of our sponsors. We're going to be talking all about cars. Jason Wang, good friend of the podcast, possibly the podcast's best friend, uh, gave us a pocket change question a couple months ago when we did that big $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. And he just wanted to know, he called it a car pod. So anything and everything about cars, he mentioned top five annoyances when dealing with cars. So we're just going to wing this thing. But while we're on the subject of cars and car insurance. We'll probably bring that up soon as well. Let me just mention that today's episode of the Six Pennies Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek, as we all know, is eagerly awaiting your call right next to his phone for a free consultation. So check out his Facebook page. You can find him at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. That's D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W. Or he can be reached on his cell phone at 214-729-6462. All right, so CarPod. Jason Wang, he mentioned, he just kind of went off on this question. Uh, he mentioned, listed like five, six, seven, eight different things that annoy him, and then he just ended it with uh, etc. So let's just kind of go in order a little bit. First thing he mentioned was buying cars. So right at the top of the bat, like when's the last time you bought a car? Meaning, uh, just like, are you into cars? Are you? Do you know a lot about cars? Do you know how to? I don't know, change your own oil or change a tire, like anything like that. Uh, no and yes. I, I do know how to change my own tires, which okay. um, which came in pretty handy the last couple of years. But no, I don't do my own oil. I, yeah, I, I guess by me asking what you mean by car person, that yeah, <laughs> pretty much not. yeah. There's, there's car enthusiasts, right? Right. Who, like say they're car people who look at forums or like know all the new cars coming out no that's definitely not me. one of those people like when i go to the dealership or something and they tell me i have to get stuff changed i have to call like a friend to ask, <laughs> like do just... i need to get this done he's always like no you don't need to get any of that stuff done <laughs> just to double to. check yeah um okay. yeah i definitely fall in that same category uh so okay. this doesn't it's not a good good start for a car pod it's, it sorry, sounds like sorry, uneducated sure car pod audience, <laughs> sure our audience understands this is from like two regular guys who don't know that much about like you know the intricacies of how cars work and all that stuff, but just our yeah. experiences. I think buying cars is uh, is, is probably like the, one of the most annoying things I can think of in terms of I don't know just the, the whole process is a is a huge pain. I mean, I bought my car five years ago, and then we leased a car about one year ago. That's most gotcha. recent for me. What about you? Oh, so you guys are back to being a two car household. Yeah, for a little bit, we were a one-car household. Yeah, I was so impressed. Yeah, Sharon worked really close to home, and so she would either walk or I would like, give her a ride. It was like a two-minute drive. And so we went without a car for a good eight months or so, and then unfortunately she got a different job that required driving. We leased the car, and then she left that job about four months later. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, the last time we bought a car was probably like 
uh, maybe right after we got married, so maybe like five, six years ago, we got my wife uh, Honda Fit. So yeah. Ophelia does, believe it or not, she she still calls it her dream car. So um, wow. yeah, we'll hold her to that. I think buying a car when you're like not a car person or like not a car enthusiast, yeah. like you mentioned, it's just takes a lot more preparation. So you, you can't go into a dealership and kind of browse and kind of let them talk you into buying a car. Like I feel like you have to go in with a certain mindset. You already do all your research beforehand. You know exactly yeah. what you want. And you're going in pretty much just to negotiate. Is that what you what you found? Uh, I mean, that's what we realized after the after the first time. I, for me, when I bought my car, it's a Honda Pilot. I I did some research, and so that helped. But I still had to go to a couple of different dealerships and try to find some different pricing. And it's just a pain. It takes a long, long time. Yeah, it's definitely like a pain. the salesperson, and they have to go to the financing people, and they have to go to their bosses, and they they play the whole game of like, oh, I can't I can't give you this price. And Ten minutes <laughs> later, they they do or they don't. Uh, and then leasing a car um, this last time, we just went with the person that, that did it the quickest for us. We didn't even bother going to many other folks. Gotcha. But we did like go look at a couple other dealerships. I know the worst thing, I remember the worst thing that happened to us. We went to a dealership. All we wanted to hear were like some, some terms for a lease or for, for buying. And they just went away and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get it for you. They took about 15, 20 minutes coming back every five minutes or so saying they're still working on it. And then they, they never gave us the info. Finally, we just got tired of them. We're like, we need to leave. <laughs> so we went over and we were like, hey, like we're leaving now. And it was the um, the salesperson and his boss in the boss's office. And the boss was just like, oh, what do I need to do to, to sell you this car today? I was like, you, you haven't given me any information at all. Like, you're not going to sell me the car today. There's no way. It was just so frustrating. It, it definitely sounds very frustrating. So you're all about the efficiency now, right? Like just in and out. Whoever can just respond the fastest, you're going to go with them? Well, again, as, as long as I've done some research, I know it's a, a pretty good price. You're not going to get like that much cheaper. Yeah. I think beyond what you see online from forums or wherever else, you're not going to get like a crazy deal. And I think time is, is really valuable. My time is valuable. Yeah, I agree. I'm not looking forward to the next time we have to buy a car. Is it wasn't too bad. Uh, we only went we went to like two or three dealerships. We had it narrowed down to like two or three cars that we wanted. The Honda Fit being one of them. But but yeah, it just takes a ton of time. Like like all in all, that probably took like three four total days. There we were just you know just going from dealership to dealership and checking everything out, drive, test drive, and all that. Yeah, it's like an annoying amount of time, and it's like this is it shouldn't take that long. But at the same time, it is an enormous purchase where I guess we probably should be investing that much time. Yeah. But again, we're we're talking about two guys who don't really know what to look for. Or That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm just basing off the like MSRP price and trying to negotiate off of that. Your car is what, like eight or nine years old now? Yeah, I have a driving a 2009 IS250, I believe, and and I'm just, I'm going to yeah. drive that to the into the ground. So yeah. rather than deal with you know sell, trying to sell the car or. I also have a bet right now with uh, with my friend Lex. I pretty much told him that I wasn't going to change cars, especially for a minivan, within the next five years. So that, that, that only started like three months ago. So I have Oof. I have quite a bit more to go, but I really want to win that bet. Five years is, is a while for that car, especially with your family. If you have a bigger family in the, in the next few years, that minivan's going to get really appealing yeah i don't know i i don't think i'll ever go minivan route but uh if albert were here he'd probably just rave right now about minivans he, he's been wanting a minivan for his whole life apparently 
Minivans are pretty cool. I, I don't think I like really want one right now. I have a pretty large SUV anyway, but um, they're they're really useful. Uh, I mean, just the space inside is just created for children. Yeah, my car is the opposite of that. There is no space inside. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll we'll deal with that problem when the time comes. So the next thing he mentioned after buying cars was car maintenance. So you mentioned oil change. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. It's just biggest annoyance with oil change or changing tires. Oil change is annoying just because, like you mentioned, like they always bring back something that you know you might need to replace or something. Like I swear, every single time I go to the same shop every single time for oil change, and every single time they come back to me after ten minutes working on the car, and they bring back this nasty AC filter that I don't even know if it came from my car. And they're like, "Do you want to replace this?" And every single time I have to like come up with a different excuse to tell them no. Does that happen to you as well? I don't know. I feel like I might have replaced it once. I, I might have gotten talking talked into it once, and then like the very next time, maybe six months later, they they brought back a nasty filter again. I was like, is, "Is this from my car? I don't even know." <laughs> well, the last time, last time I did maintenance, I, yes, there is always something. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of, kind of like you, like it's normally they they tell me something, and they're like, "It's not that important yet, but it will be." And then the next time they probably say the same thing. I kind of forget what it is. <laughs> so again, I, I text Lamb, my friend, and, and he tells me what to do. Oh yeah, and Lamb. This past time he's just like, you should probably keep track of like what you're getting done and what they're saying. <laughs> so I started, I, I created a little like note on my phone so I can at least see that next time and, and be like, oh yeah, I actually had this changed last year or like. Oh, that's a good call. Long ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta audit. Smart size to save some money. Yeah, you gotta audit those guys, man. Yeah. I, I swear, every single time. They got one just sitting there right next to them to bring back to the customer or something. <laughs> um, so, you you asked me if I could change my oil. Can you? No, of course not. No, Absolutely of course. not. No. <laughs> what about tires? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've done it. I haven't done it in a long time, so I probably need a quick refresher, but I think it's pretty pretty simple. What about, um, what about like, if your car's dead and you need to give it a... Um, like a jump? What is, yeah, jump. I I don't own jumper cables, but luckily oh. I know I have two good friends on standby who always come by. Like Robert Ho, wow. our, our friend from Chinese school way back, uh, nice. he always comes by whenever I need his help. But yeah, I I just learned to change my tire maybe like three four years ago. I remember I was working downtown and I'd gone to a Rockets game downtown right after work. I got a flat tire like leaving the stadium or leaving the arena, and it was oh. middle of downtown. I didn't know what to do. Like I. I had never changed a tire before that point, and it was like 11, maybe midnight. So I'm just staring at the gas station, and I'm I'm calling, trying to figure out who's downtown. So I call Kohler up, and then he comes in, and he tries to help me with the tire, and we both can't figure it out. <laughs> and then this did random guy. Did you not have phones to like look it up? I don't know. I don't know. We, I guess we were trying to pull up a YouTube video. I can't remember. Like one of our phones was dying too, and. Um, and then this random guy who was passing, who's just on the street walking around. I'm not entirely sure. He might have been homeless. So we were a little worried at first when he came up to us. And he pretty much changed my tire for me right then and there. And I couldn't be more thankful. I was, like, trying to give him as much money as I could, but I didn't have any cash on me. So I pulled out, like, all the change from my car and gave it to him and thanked him and everything. But after that point, I learned how to change it. So And, and you learned that you learned that Kohler's a good friend, but... <laughs> kind of he definitely showed up right away. That was very yeah, he nice. Just showed up, but just just to hang out, really. 
<laughs> hey, we both learned. We both we were both there for the education. Um, I, is, I remember the the one time. Or I don't know why I have this very vivid memory of uh, right when I moved to LA. Uh, maybe the first couple months or so, Simeon and Wei Lee were in town to visit. Yeah. And we were gonna drive down to the San Diego Zoo, which is a couple hours away. Yeah. And we're maybe halfway there, and I blew out a tire in my Ooh. company car, like on the freeway. Um, I didn't know what to do because, like, I mean, we probably could have figured out how to change it, but it was a company car. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do, so yeah. I had to, like, call the um, the roadside services, and they came to change it. But after that, I was just kind of like, I-, I need to figure out how to do this. So I did <laughs> a couple a couple times after that. Yeah, no, it comes in so handy. Like, right after that time downtown, in the next three months after that, I blew my tire out two, two more times. So, And I was able to change it by myself and everything, and I felt really good about it. Um, but I will say one of the best things about changing your tires and everything, always get the warranty for or whatever for the you know full full year or however long replacement the tire is. Like I've used that probably like four or five times now. Whenever I get a nail in the tire or, or just blowing out on the curb or something or on in, like, in a my, pothole. My sister, my sister seems to have that problem too. Like where she always has to get hers replaced. Is it something with the roads in Houston? Because I've I've never had that trouble. One time I ran over a curb, and it's totally my fault, but with that warranty, uh, it was just like 25 bucks, which is a lot better than, you know, a couple hundred down the drain. Uh, but I, I but yeah, there are a lot of potholes. You're right. Oh, I just ordered some new tires from Costco for my car because, you know, my car is like five years old and it's time for new tires. Yeah. But, so I, I don't know if they do warranties there at Costco or it's like with the tire manufacturer. See, that's another thing about not knowing cars enough. Like oh, man. I, we need some help. Like I, I'm pretty sure I'm overspending on tires, but I, I just keep hearing like my car's special or something, and I can't rotate the tires. And I need these special tires. Like every time, oh, if man. I need to change all of them out, it's it's close to a grand. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, it is. Uh, oh, man, you're you're just getting taken for a ride there. We we really need some listeners to help us out in the comments yeah let's move on to something where we maybe have a little more expertise on uh let's talk about just driving in general he mentioned like backseat drivers he mentioned people not using their turn signals people texting while driving uh yeah. of those three or, or can you think of any other annoyances where it actually comes to driving just like pet peeves i guess yeah in la there's a there's a lot of bad drivers i i think the worst is probably when they're just not paying attention or driving really slowly because they're not paying attention and that's that's normally because they're using their phones on their phones yeah um, yeah it's really frustrating i'll like drive by them kind of look at them and i see the phone i'm like oh of course that's it yeah but then but then sometimes i use my phone i just i don't <laughs> think anything of it <laughs> so it's, it's not really the fact that they're using their phone and they're endangering themselves and other people it's, it's the fact that they can't keep up the speed limit right i mean sometimes they're endangering people too and that's annoying like if they're yeah moving out of their lane and, and getting into mine that, that's pretty frustrating yeah. yeah see that's my thing it's, it's probably not the best motivation but I feel like if you if you want to text and drive if you're going to do that or if you're going to talk on the phone that's fine just make sure you're still driving the speed limit and you're not like causing a traffic jam behind you and people just like three cars tailing behind you just because you're on your phone like that's the annoying thing to me yeah but then part of the problem is like if, if they are going to do it and they're driving that slow. I mean, that that's probably the only way they can drive while doing that. So like, <laughs> if they try to speed up, then they cause a yeah. huge danger, right? So you might as well just not do it. 
Okay, yeah, I guess that's the main message. Okay, that's the official message we'll put out there. Just don't right. don't text and drive. Don't talk in front and drive. For me, the biggest annoyance is a little more on the passive-aggressive side in terms of it's not any of those three we just mentioned. It's more I hate when people don't wave. You let them in to the oh, lane, and man. there's, like, no yeah. reaction. Like, not even, like, lift a finger. Like, you know? It's... Yeah, but everybody in Texas waves, right? For the most part, uh, I'd say definitely more than I've seen in other states when I've you know had a rental car and driven around and stuff. But I, I'd say it's it's, it's, it's going really down upsetting. in Texas. Yeah, it's very well, upsetting. It's really upsetting in LA. Uh, that was one of the first things I realized when I moved here. It's just people do not wave. People don't let people in. Like if you're trying yeah. to get in, you, you put in your turn signal, they speed up. Uh, and, and yeah, they they definitely don't wave on a regular basis at least. And it gets really frustrating, especially when you're going out of your way to let them in. Yeah, it's kind of like when you were, not when you're in your car, but when you're in the office building or, or something, and you're holding the door for someone, and you wait there a while, and there's, like, no reaction. I, I kind of get the same, like, Oh, kinda. so they just come in, and they're, like, n- nothing to you that, that yeah. they don't, like, acknowledge? Like, not even any eye contact. It's just, oh. yeah. That, that's how I feel about people not waving as yeah, well. Yeah, I feel that way, too. If I, like, open the door or something to a restaurant, uh, maybe to let in my wife or somebody, and then... Yeah. Somebody else just kind of walks right in as though I'm like the doorman. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I, I didn't open, I didn't have to open this for you, especially if it's a guy too. Yeah, that's the worst. Come on. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're realizing the origins of L.A. Timmy now. Our, our nickname, me and Albert's nickname for you now. Um, Man, I, my my wife thought that I had some pretty bad road rage when I when we met or not when we met, but a little afterwards. I had to tone it down a bit. I think I'm better now, but. <laughs> definitely uh, definitely not the same as, as when I lived in Texas. Yeah. Okay, so, well, we talked about a lot of driving annoyances and car annoyances. What about, like, have you ever tried using, you know, public transportation more instead of driving, in lieu of driving? I don't know if that's possible at all in L.A. Yeah, not really. Everything's so spread out that anywhere that you try to take, like, a, a metro or something, it's not going to be close to your destination. So it, I wish I could, though. Um, I, I like using public transportation when I'm overseas in Europe or in Asia. Like when I lived in Hong Kong for studying abroad, yeah. that was one of, the, one of my favorite things there. Just can't do it in many, many cities here in America except for, you know, some of the biggest ones. Right. Um, that, I, wish, I wish that I could, though. What about you? Uh, for me, it's the same way in Houston. You know, you got to drive everywhere yeah. pretty much. Although, for my last couple of jobs, when I worked downtown, I was able to use the park and ride. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and the company reimbursed. Like, it's it's not cheap. It's seven fifty a day, back and forth. So the concept That's is you... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the concept is you, you drive to a metro parking lot, you park your car there, and you get on a bus with your bus pass, and you swipe in as three seventy five one way. And... It was nice. It was really nice. Saved me a lot of time in traffic. Gave me some more time to sleep or read or or really whatever I want to do on there. The only annoying thing I would say is, like, there's always one person on the bus who, like, doesn't know the volume of their voice. So they'll be (laughs) on the phone, like, a pretty personal conversation or... Or even if it's not personal, even if it's business, they're they're talking loud enough for the entire bus to hear, and and no one says anything. Like everyone's just kind of minding their own business, but it's really obvious that everyone's just listening to this guy talk. Um, I don't know what I, it is I about it. I would always wear headphones if I were when I'm on any kind of public transportation, like planes or anything like that. I block Uber. I'm, I'm normally I have a headphone in so I can listen to something and so I can block that out. Yeah. Nobody did that. 
Uh, most people did that. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I was never prepared enough. And I mean, sometimes it was kind of interesting, their conversation. But at the same time, like, you know, it's not for everybody. But uh, yeah. it was pretty fun. Like, I don't play, you know, I don't play, like, any games on, on my phone or anything. But I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd always sit next to someone who did. Um, it was always a random person. I just like most of the time on the ride, I'd just be looking over their shoulder, looking, watching oh, them play yeah. their games. They probably thought you were so creepy. <laughs> no, did I, you, I I'd you, smile at them. When, uh, <laughs> did you like make any make any friends or like see the same people and acknowledge them when you got onto those buses? Oh yeah, I definitely um, definitely made a couple you know acquaintances and. Uh, so what I would do sometimes, like, if I drove downtown for whatever reason, like, if I was late to the bus or whatever, and I ended up driving myself, I would try to stop by the bus stop on the way home and pick up a random person. I don't know no. if that's even creeper in your mind, but... <laughs> did, did, so people did it? Yeah, people did it. You would always find, the, like, some people were really wary, and, and sometimes that ended up have, like taking, like, two or three people at a time. So we'd have a full car going back just so I can take the HOV lane. But I remember this one particular time. I didn't know what to say. There was only one person. Is one woman at the bus stop, and it was probably like pretty late. It's eight eight thirty. It's getting dark outside, or maybe seven seven thirty. Like, but there was a lot of traffic that day for whatever reason, and only one person at the bus stop. And I could tell she was scared. Like she was like really nervous to get in the car. I was like, "Hey, you want to ride? I I take the bus every day." And she didn't really believe me. And I remember specifically, I said something, like just outside my head. I couldn't think of anything else. I was like. Don't worry, I'm a nice guy. I won't hurt you or something like that. <laughs> it sounds really that bad is, now, but that is weird, but it ended up working. She got in the car, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just pretty trustworthy. Or well, I mean, my one of my coworkers who lives in the Bay Area, I was just telling me last week about basically exactly what you're describing. Yeah, that they do there. It's this thing called casual carpool. Yeah. Uh, because in the Bay Area, traffic is ridiculous. So people are driving like across the bridge from uh, from like East Bay going to the city, yeah. and that that toll is expensive. And um, and you can only carpool if you have three people in your car. Oh, three, man. So they have like designated places like at the at the train, the BART stations, where people just get in line, and then cars just come and they pull up and they grab two people, they get in the car, they drive together into the city. That just helps everyone. It gets them there faster. So, like, the driver gets there faster. Normally, yeah. I think they'll give a couple bucks to help out with that toll. Nice. But then for the people, it's like, it seems like it's too good to be true, right? But right. the problem with them is that they don't have a guarantee for what time they're going to be able to get there. Yeah. Normally, there's going to be a line. So, if you're there at a regular time, you'll still get there quickly. But it's not like a guarantee. Like, you'll be, you know, in the city by a specific yeah. time. So pretty interesting strange thing but basically that's what you were doing it's on your it's own. it's a it's a, yeah it sounds great and it sounds like it really solves a problem but at the same time it also sounds like the very beginning of like a criminal minds episode like i could yeah. definitely see some serial killer trying this method and being like you know two free people every yeah yeah i guess we can move there's on no, before people get ideas no rules. there's nothing <laughs> in place to restrict people that's yeah so that's a that's not the kind of public transport i'm, I'm looking forward to but <laughs> Or that I'm interested in, but I think looking forward, um, like when self-driving cars come, or when they're when they're more popular, that's when it's going to be pretty awesome. Are you excited for that, or scared? It sounds great. It sounds like something out of you know a sci-fi movie we watched growing up, where a bunch of them always had self-driving cars. And I remember like Minority Report. I, I that was kind of the yeah. dream that I thought would have happened already, or at least by 2020. I think we're definitely really close, obviously with Tesla, right? And I'm more interested in like Elon Musk keeps taking on these 
random projects like he's building like trying to build an underground highway you know you hear about that throughout like the throughout the usa and especially through certain cities like in in houston they're talking about from houston to dallas and it would take 30 minutes or something instead of the four and a half hours which would be amazing it's one of those things i'll kind of believe it when i see it wait so that's not the hyperloop is that different hyperloop yeah that's what i mean yeah, they're trying to do all sorts of LA to San Francisco. They're doing like the, I think New York to DC or something. It's yeah, he's taking on everything. He's going to Mars. He's doing solar panels. <laughs> that guy's amazing. He is. You, he's crazy. Yeah, you read all those wait but whys about him, right? Yeah, they were so long, but they're so yeah, good. I only read like one because it was too long, but still great. Have you ridden in a Tesla? I have. I haven't driven it, but I, I've ridden in one, and it's pretty nice. Did you end up getting in line or, or putting down a down payment for the Model 3? No, because I, I don't own a house, and so there would be nowhere to charge the car anyway. Um, so <laughs> oh, man, like I didn't even think about that. I for a car, but then I have to buy a house after that. So <laughs> that wasn't going to work. Uh, but I, I, I did ride in my friend's Tesla uh, and tried the self-driving feature. Oh, you tried it? Showed us the self- Oh man, it's it's pretty amazing. See, because I I think the crazy thing is, um, I mean, it knows everything that's around it. it, knows how to like slow down and yeah. Um, but it knows like the speed limit in the area, and what the Tesla does is it kind of gets to that speed limit quickly, like faster oh, than you gotcha. normally accelerate. Um, <laughs> so it's a little scary, I, I guess, at first, but it, it feels pretty awesome when it's happening. And then the just how fast it can pick up with the turbo, whatever that thing is called, is, yeah. is pretty crazy. Were you guys just in the city, or were you, like, driving from, like, L.A. to somewhere else? No, we were just, like, in Koreatown, so it was, like, oh, gotcha. even, there were a lot of cars everywhere. It probably wasn't the safest place to be trying that turbo, like, hyper-boost <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I know that he, is, you know, he and his wife have driven from L.A. to San Francisco using the self-driving thing for, for good chunks of it. Man. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Like, one thing I'm very grateful for now with my new job is... I don't have a commuter anymore, but yeah. you're right. Even if I did, or even now when my commute is like eight to 10 minutes, I'd still love to have a self-driving thing. It, it just, I don't know, extra 10 minutes of sleep. Sounds pretty nice. Yeah. I think like I wasn't in this camp until recently, probably until I tried it in my friend's car because, um, I, I feel like it doesn't work unless a lot or almost all of the cars are self-driving because that otherwise uh, you have like so many problems true. Um, with the, the real drivers. The other thing that you that could be in the future, I guess, is where all the car, all the cars are self driving and none of them are owned. So you just kind of hop into a car ah. and it just takes you to where you need to go. But again, that that requires every single car to be that way. Yeah, that so feels like it's so far in the future. Yeah, I don't think we're that close to it, but at the same time, it could probably probably come soon. Um, I I was always just like I, I like to be in control of where I'm going. Like I, I like driving when I'm going on road trips or yeah, um, having people in the car. I. I would have preferred to drive, but I think as I'm getting older, maybe or something, I just uh, I'm okay with having somebody else drive, doing something public, or or doing the self-driving option. Huh, interesting. You remember that iRobot movie with Will Smith? Of course. So even if you had the option to to uh, you know have a really fast car drive by itself, you would kind of take over by yourself. I think in the past that's what I would have done, but now it's now I'm kind of like not really. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe that's the effect of Uber, Uber on you. Uh, maybe. I have very mixed experiences with Uber, though. <laughs> no, you, like, the drivers can be really good, like, just quiet, just drive quickly, get you to your place, car is nice, 
Yeah. Or it can be like smelly car, like driving too fast, driving too slow, not knowing where to go, not knowing how to figure out the maps. Gotcha. Um, talking too much. There's so many different problems. So you don't want you want silence in the car when you're in an Uber. Is that it? I'm okay with the with a, a casual greeting, and if I you know if I am responding, then a couple other you know small a little bit of small talk, but. When, when I stop responding and they are still asking questions or chatting it up and I have, like, <laughs> headphones on, too, come on, guys. Okay, so you just want self-aware drivers, like, like yeah. pick up on the social cues. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because if they're aware of that, that means they're aware of driving, right, of everything going around them. Yeah, it should translate better. But but some people just need to fill the silence with uh, with small talk. So maybe... I, I can see that. I mean, you're in the car all day. Cab drivers sometimes would do that as well. Yeah. They want to feel like they're more than just a driver. Like yeah, they, they want to be people. Yeah, not just like a service person. But <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I had a long flight. I just want to go home. Like I, I don't really want to chit chat. Yeah. You know. Okay. Thanks for uh, the question, Jason. It was really good seeing you in Houston this past week. Jason brought some guys in from his church, ABC, to help out with some of the Houston cleanup efforts. So uh, nice. really, really appreciate that, Jason. Thanks for helping Houston. Hashtag Houston Strong. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in today to this uneducated car pod. (laughs) If you have time, please give us a review on iTunes, and uh, have a good one.